and welcome to Life As Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson and I'm here with the delightful David Thomas. Hi everybody, how are you all doing today? I'm in a bit of a strange mood. I can't get, <laughs> I can't grasp what we're doing here today. <laughs> I've had false starts doing the record and I'm just feeling jumpy or something. David's well, I'm, got I'm, me excited. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that as well. Um, but I'm also feeling that because this time next week, I will be on a tropical island mm. in the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Oh, the Wood Sundays. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to go can't. snorkeling? Everything. Scuba diving? <laughs> yeah, well, not scuba diving. No. Snorkeling. Uh, I don't have the money to get a, a scuba diving scuba lazy ticket and whatever. My brother, went to, my brother went to Fiji mm. and they taught them for free. Gave them all the gear for free. It's insane. Good. I would love to do that too. I have done it. Have you? But yeah, but it it's freaked, very good. It freaked me out being under there with the the, the mask thing that's on awesome. and yeah, not actually any space. So that's what I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to record another one through the course of this week and post it up next Monday. But David will be well when you listen relaxing, to that. When yeah. you listen to that, I'll I'll be sitting there with a hat on, my beautiful wife next to me. Yeah. Drinking hand mm. <laughs> under a under a palm tree. Under a palm tree, little umbrella in the drink, just relaxing. Absolutely, get away. Good. Um, we're going to talk today about. We're finally going to talk about the enemy weapons platform in action. Is that sort of what we're talking about? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, the weapons that actually go on the we- enemy weapons platform when it goes into action. Very we're, close. Okay. Very good. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Like we said last week, like we do like to take our time with this stuff and really mm. get into the meat, you yeah. know, get into the really the depth of each yeah. thing because you don't want to just discuss yeah. it and then move on. You want to give each thing the time of day. What what I'm hoping to do this week is actually begin the wrap up of enemy weapons, and then when I get back from the tropical paradise holiday, <laughs> <laughs> is begin looking at uh, the weapons of our warfare, which are powerful to tearing down a stronghold. I'm really excited about doing that. And so we're going to be looking at uh, the church's weapons platform. We're going to be looking at the church's weapons, how to use them. We're going to be looking at armor, and then we're going to look at fruit. Oh, cool. Power and the importance of fruit in spiritual warfare. Uh, and then we're going to probably begin wrapping up the series by... How do you actually bring this to bear? Yeah. And by then, we'll have some testimonies. Yeah, yeah, which will be great. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's going back into the training ground, is right, the training yeah. camp. You're in the training, you're in the training, no real situation where you're in, you know, in warfare, but then you get sent out. You yeah. get to go overseas, you get to go to go to proper war, see how you practically put stuff into the situation, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what David has described to me that there are two different ways in which the enemy will get us to... What was the word? Two weapons. Two weapons that the enemy will use. I've been thinking about this for a long time, you know, and and I've been reading a lot of books about weapons. And they're very good. All the books that that I've read about them are very, very good. But what I seem to find is that there are only two weapons that the enemy has and effectively they 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 come at you as words or deeds stroke action yeah so either it is an action something that is done against you yep or it is a word that has been spoken 
against you. That's it. Yep. What happens then is the effect of the weapon then gets interpreted as the weapon. But it's not. It's the effect of the weapon. Yeah, that's important to distinguish because yeah. we did talk about um, Korah's rebellion, yep. uh, the sin of Cain, yep. the way of Cain, and Balaam. Balaam. And it's, it's important to differentiate between those, like you were saying, those are the platforms that get built. But then yep. it's how they camouflage themselves and how they get put into action against you. And this is where yep. we're talking about words and deeds. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if someone with someone with Cain would come against you, okay, you you'd begin to understand the, the 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 rebellion at the heart of Cain, the anger, the hatred, the jealousy, the selfishness at the heart of Cain. And so Cain is coming at you. So what is he going to actually do to you? Yeah. To implement the satanic purpose. Remember the fist I shared with you? The number one, what is the purpose of the devil? To get you off God's purpose. Mm-hmm. So when, when when someone using the weapons platform of Cain comes in and begins to fire a weapon at you, what is the words that he's going to use and what are the deeds that he's going to implement against you? Mm. Yeah. And so you need to be able to understand, okay, when someone speaks to me or when someone does something to me effectively, if I'm understanding this and I'm in a battle, I'm in spiritual warfare, I need to determine, is it just neutral conversation? Is it just weather weather talk, which is just pleasantries, this, that, the other? Yep. Or is there a specific agenda behind the camouflage? Yeah. Is there And, and, and behind the camouflage, there's a weapon system of Cain. And that is a selfish, jealous, envious weapon system. So what is that weapon system, what is the weapon going to be used when that camouflage comes at me Mm. and they start speaking to me? And they will speak to me or they will do something to me. Yeah, and that's... And that's what I need to discern. Yeah, cool. And that's when you're saying, like, that'll that'll take you off the path that God has set before you. It's a lot with how we're responding. That goes right back into the beginning when we talked about methods and discipline. This is why this is important to know. Spiritual warfare is how we respond because we can do nothing to stop the enemy attacking us. If it's another person speaking a word, another person committing an action, that's that other person. We can't control that, but we can have a method in place in how we deal with that. And that's what we're going to hopefully speak on as well. Right? Well, that's, that's the next couple that's of next sections couple? because cool. the next section, the next sections we're going to be dealing with is what, what are the weapons platform that we as the church use? So the enemy has a purpose and, 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 and he does it. He has a method, he has a target and he has a weapon system, weapons platform. Okay. So what is our purpose? What is when we when we go in and give our purple uh, attack? What what are what are our our aims? Mm. What are our targets? What is the weapon system that we use, and how do we then wrap this up together and bring it to bear? Bringing it to bear, the picture I want you to get into your 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 mind's eyes like these massive battleships of the Second World War when they bring all their turrets around into one direction and then give a give a broadside, just give a bombardment to yeah, send yeah. those big massive shells of bringing it to bear. One target, every every gun is aimed, every every gun on that weapons platform is aimed at that one specific target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus. Focus in there and bang, how do we bring it to bear? And so the enemy now comes in and he uses a weapons a weapon on a platform and that weapon is either a word or a deed. Now, there's yeah. an interesting scripture which we all know, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Paul writes, 
to the, the church of Ephesus. And he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Basic understanding of know God, know your enemy, know yourself, yep. and you won't have to worry. Then he goes on, he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I love, I love that verse of scripture. First of all, I have weapons, I have armor. I have a weapon system, I have weapons armor. And, it's, and what I like about that is take your stand. Hmm. Come into line. Come stand next to your brother or sister in Christ. Bring your weapons to bear. What for? Against the schemes of the devil. Now, when you start looking at the word schemes or plans, what you've got to think of is ambush. Ambush or nets. The devil is a fowler. He's a, he snares, he, he uses nets to snare people in. He uses ambushes. And when we spoke about this in section one, we spoke about that there's, there's the, the devil comes at you primarily to ambush and then he tries to implement a campaign against you. And so your responses are you need to be ready for the ambush or the snare or the plan or the scheme coming against you at any time. And it could be launched with a small deed, a big deed, yeah. small word, barrage of words. And it comes on a weapons platform, possibly Cain, jealousy, envy, uh, Balaam. Mm trying to make you less than who you are in, 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 in the Lord by making you compromise yep. or what Korah in terms of accusing you of what they are actually doing, mm. accusing you, you stepping out in the Lord, becoming something God wants you to become in the Lord. So are there any, do we have any examples of, of like, give people an example of what a word might sound like? As okay. We're going to get to that because to what I want to do is... Uh, the, the word here, yep. if you if you go further down and it talks about the weapons that you need to be using, uh, the, the, the sh- it, it talks about our str- struggle is not against flesh and blood. So we're fighting a supernatural enemy that has supernatural weapons. Now, h- how does a supernatural enemy deliver his supernatural weapons to you? Through word or through deed? Through a weapons platform, which could be a person or a system, influenced or energized by demonic force, by supernatural force. So now we come straight down here and the Lord says, okay, this is the armor that you've got to be using. And then it says in verse 16, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now we're going to get into the shield of faith in a couple of podcasts time when we talk about armor. But effectively, you've got a fiery dart. Okay, now a dart in the Greek shows to be a missile, an arrow, a javelin. So it's something that is a projectile. It is launched. Very similar to a word, very similar to a deed or an action. It is launched. So it comes from someone or something, and it is launched at you to impact you. Mm. Now, fiery, the word here, fiery, specifically uses, uh, specifically talks about a now, now in the in the ancient manuscripts, they use that they, they they repeated it. In, in the new manuscripts, they they dropped the repetition. So, what they used to do here is when they used to ta- talk about it, they would say, um, "Well, where is it here? The darts of the evil one, the fiery darts." Just to make sure you listen. This is yeah. where the dart <laughs> comes from. It's a fiery dart. Yeah. Okay. 
the word fiery is to set it on fire, to burn it up. And so what you could be looking at is a fire-tipped arrow, a word that is energized. So it's going to impact, the word is going to impact you, but the word is also energized to do damage to you. Where do most of our wounds come from? People. How? Words. There you go. Definitely, right? Words. Absolutely. Or actions. But which are the worst? Sometimes the words are the worst. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because we can interpret an action sometimes, but a word just sometimes like a father saying to their son, Mm. you've disappointed me. I mean... Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's now, where it now, comes now, from. if 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 that, if that word now now we 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 run a course and and it's probably one of the best courses I've ever seen. It's it's the Plumline course. There it is over there. And the Plumline course is run by, um, oh, where's his name now, Doctor Bruce Thompson. And um, it talks about the impact of authority figures in your life and how the impact of these authority figures speaking into your life make you build your life's foundations based on rejection or rebellion and 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 he and he looks at how these two are interrelated Mm -hmm. and how like a word would come out now if you've got a passive personality or you've got a a a a competitive or aggressive personality someone will speak a word of rejection to you and you will respond passively to that word of rejection in a rebellious way or you will respond aggressively to that word of rejection in a rebellious way. And what begins to, to, to develop are the results of that impact, which now a lot of people now say those are the weapons. So, for example, um, that, that, that word of disappointment might, res- might, might respond with self-hatred. I am worth nothing. I'm I am worth nothing, therefore, and I'm a disappointment. And so I'll just, I'll just become ultra-passive. And possibly you might even get like the, the the different types of disguises. One of them would be, well, you know, I, I feel nothing for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm a super cool dude. I feel like, oh, really? I mean, how often does that happen? How often does that happen when a person will love a person, will put a lot of effort into a into a project or a person or a relationship? That project fails. That person that they're wanting to love disappoints them, rejects them. And they just switch off. Yeah. It's easier not to, to, to take that step yeah. of faith, yeah. And and, and so what, what happens if, if the personality type is more on the competitive, aggressive side? How would that person respond to that? Yeah, well, that would be more anger. Yeah. And uh, more, Aggression. well, okay, you said I have rejected me. I'm going to go out and make myself better than that. Well, I will prove to you that I should not be rejected how, how often are the, the I will get, I'm going to go and make myself well if you don't like what you see here we'll stuff you yeah <laughs> and, they're going, and they're going and do bad things yeah it's kind of the uh, attitude of my generation is a little bit you get that a lot yeah you don't like it stuff you. yeah this yeah. is who I am and yeah yeah not good and so and so what is happening is is is, is the word is coming in the dart is coming in and then that dart gets energized now, our defense mechanism for that dot is a shield of faith, is the weapons of our, is the armor of God. Yep. And, and, and you know, and we, we will teach the podcast listeners how to apply the armor of God, not just 
wake up in the morning and pray, Lord, I put the helmet of salvation on. I put the breastplate of righteousness on. I put the belt of truth on. No. What does it actually look like in its application in your life? Yeah, because you said there, and that struck me before when you said, you know, stand, take your stand, right? That's not a passive thing. That's not sitting on the couch just wearing the armor waiting for an arrow to hit, is it? It's standing yeah. up and bracing yourself for it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big, big difference. There. The, the, I've, I, I don't, I've, I've probably said this a number of times over the course of this podcast, and and I'll, I'll be repeating this quite often later on as well when we go into the spiritual weapons of our warfare of our weapons and that would be that we we need to differentiate with actually having a fiery dart hit us as to a fiery dart hitting our armor yes i mean yeah we have to differentiate between um failure and and and, and being defeated and battle fatigue I think we have talked about it yes. before. Because when you're standing in line, you're going to feel the impact yes. of that arrow, that javelin hitting yes. you. You're going to feel it, and you're going to probably feel it's hot, right? You're going to yes. feel its energy, yes. but you're still standing. You're still standing back. It's going to feel maybe the same as if you had your flank completely yeah. open. Yeah. So so we, we need to be very, very aware of, of, of how these things hit us and and not just passively letting them impact our shield you see the shield of faith is not something passive it's something that is active yeah and so when they fire this thing at you we need to recognize okay this is a dot for example remember i preached that sermon in the sermon series how to how to avoid hurts and offenses offenses in the church thanks that's all right i had to write out all the names of them on the podcast i got it burned into my memory Uh, I, i shared there about the difference between a rebuke and a reproach now how often does the religious spirit get us all tangled up and 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 tongue-tied by saying to us all oh, well we can't the bible says we mustn't bring a rebuke we the bible says we mustn't bring a reproach against the brother yes it's correct yes but the Bible also says that we, the, the word of God is to be used to rebuke someone, to correct someone, to encourage someone, to uplift someone. Yeah. And so here again is a weapon used of ignorance of the word of God, of our weapons. Yeah. You know, so, so the devil is coming in and he's throwing a, he's throwing a thought into your, your thought process by saying, um, well, this person has done something wrong. You better keep quiet and not deal with this. Because the Bible says you mustn't bring a reproach yep, yep. against a brother. I mean, how, that's like, that's almost the key thing of, I always say something about the generation that I am in. I'm about, I'm 26 years old. I'm not about, I am 26 years old. The generation, in my generation, tolerance is this huge thing that sort of has been coupled and linked with respect. So if you respect a person, you will tolerate all their behavior. And to say something where you think something they're doing is wrong is seen as being disrespectful to that person. And I hear about so many stories, like um, someone was telling me that their neighbor constantly sits out on the front lawn and just abuses their kids, just yells and swears, tell them they're worthless, abuses them as they're playing, having fun the way kids do, abuses them that way. And she said, oh, but I can't say anything because I have to, you know, respect that person's belief, respect them enough to let them do that. 
a lot of time I want to just say no that's not <laughs> you, you, you don't want me to go down that road <laughs> <laughs> like I understand respect another person but you don't have to tolerate bad behaviour and now you know keep in mind temper yourself and be generous with that but like do you know what I mean it's not so black and white as tolerate every single person respect every person tolerate all behaviour I went on a bit of a rant there didn't I little soapbox right? <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you disguise that as political correctness yeah that, definitely that, that, that friend of yours has been smashed by political correctness yeah and like the heart on, on my friend the heart on her was good wants to respect another person that's good it's just it got twisted in there's there. a difference yeah. between a rebuke and, and a, a reproach, reproach. Now, 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 what what happens? What your friend needs to understand is, is if if she goes to battle, okay, what is the weapons platform? What will the weapons platform be that she confronts? Mm. If she's going to confront someone that's an aggressive person, you will get an aggressive response. Yeah, definitely. If you if you go in and the, the person's a passive, manipulative person, watch your back because you might not get anything there now. You might not get a response now, mm. but you will get a response somewhere by a deed, a bad deed, yeah, later yeah. on. They'll write a letter to someone else. Someone else, start. somewhere, or you've encroached on the council property and suddenly you've got a summons to appear before council, this, that, and the other. Well, and speak to their friends and say, oh, you know what, yep. this person, geez, I don't know, Cora's Rebellion, get a group of people yep. together. Yep. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So, so these words, you've got, you've, you've got to be very, very careful of the power and impact of, of words um, because the, 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 that is all the enemy really has in his arsenal. He has words and, 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 he, and he manipulates the system for deeds. The response to that, that's where all these things start to take place. That's where you get all the... the um, abortion taking place you get you know the lust of the flesh the jealousy the response to jealousy envy you get all the galatians fruit of the flesh taking yeah. place there the fruit of the flesh and all of that environment that, that that is the response if someone if 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 an arrow goes through the armor i'm talking about a christian now if the arrow goes through the armor and hits someone and that person goes down and becomes a casualty and then begins to live in that environment of being wounded then you you know you start having to deal with bitter root. You start having to deal with you know half and half Christian, half his foundations on the on on Jesus. The other half is on sand, and you've got all these conflicts beginning. And then some some of the time that Christian then begins to be using enemy weapons and then God's weapons and yeah, you know what I'm saying? Conf- yeah, confusing. And it's so hard to, yeah. yeah, so that that person then the 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 result of the impact of the word becomes the development of, of bad seed fruit. Yes. And all of this starts to flow afterwards. So you've got to be careful of the 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 be alert to the weapons platform, it's camouflage and then the words that come at you. And can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. How does that look in say a life of a person who's listening to this podcast, wants to do well but occasionally we will slip and we will operate out of saying a negative word to another person. How do you watch for that? How do you do? You know what I mean? Like, because we we do get used against each other sometimes, mm. and oftentimes, you know, I, I know I've said 
negative things about a person behind a person's back. Like I've done that before. I don't feel good about it, but it, it happens. How do you watch? Okay. How do you watch? How do you keep on guard for that stuff? How does a Christian sin? What do you, uh... three things? Remember, <laughs> one, an accident. That's right, an accident, a habit, and the other one was no two a fault, a fault. Three the habit. Three the habit. Okay. Okay. Close. Now, each one needs to be dealt with, and then I, last week I said all sin gets dealt with. No, there's going to be not one sin on this planet that has ever been committed that will not be dealt with, either by the blood of Jesus or by judgment. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lord has instructed us to have a very, very short sin account. In other words, we need to deal with our sin on a daily basis. Lord's Prayer, all of that kind of stuff. Definitely, yeah. 1 John 1, 9, blood of Jesus. So, in dealing with sin, there is a confession, a repentance, a turning away from that sin, and a walking away from that sin. If your sin then impacted between you and God only deal with it in the restitution stage of that sin between you and God. If your sin impacted someone else... If your sin caused a flaming arrow to hit someone else... A flaming arrow to hit someone else, go to that person, repent, and ask for their forgiveness. Yeah. Okay? And that is the quickest way, like you say, keep a short account. That is the best way. Short accounts. Um, I mean, and I just, speaking from experience, I don't know of any other time it feels so good to do that because you can agonize about agonize but as soon as you go and apologize that person just brings all that stuff down and you it, it's just well there's there's a fantastic scripture that you can use to actually meditate on 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 this particular point that we're discussing now and that's 1 Peter 4 14 to 19 um it's 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 a brilliant scripture because it differentiates between um suffering or being or being under a trial or being under an attack, and and, okay. and and Peter is writing and he says, okay, if you if you are suffering for these reasons, count it joyful. <laughs> Start rejoicing. <laughs> yeah. If you're suffering from these reasons, sort yourself out. Yeah. Right. Now, now, it's, it's, it, look at that. If you are censured and suffer abuse because you bear your because your you bear the name of Christ, blessed. Oh, you! I'm reading out the Amplified Version. Fortunate to be envied with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of your outward condition, because the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of God, is resting upon you. On uh, on on their part, He is blasphemed, but on your part, He is glorified. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that fantastic? It? Yeah, it is awesome. So so someone comes against you using using one of the weapons platforms, using a word of accusation, using a deed, etc., etc., because you are standing up. For the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're standing in His truth based on the Word of God. You know, you're not going to like the accusation. No, never feels good. But what is your inner feeling to the accusation? Okay. Then he goes on in the next verse and he says, he says, he's basically saying, listen, listen now, don't count it all joy if you're doing it badly. Yeah. You know, don't go run it. And I've seen Christians do this. I've seen Christians 
if they're in a discussion group talking, you know, and, and they're talking about something like this, talking about the scripture, talking about warfare, and they want to become part of the discussion, and they start entering into Balaam's area here. And this is entering into Balaam's area by saying, yeah, I, I, I'm suffering too. But they're suffering not because of the name of the Lord. They're suffering because they're in sin. Yes. And then they misinterpret it, and then they, they start stepping onto the Balaam area yeah. story by offering spiritual things where they not, shouldn't be offering any spiritual insight i've seen that happen so often so here it says in verse 15 let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or any sort of criminal or as a mischief maker a meddler in the affairs of others infringing on their rights that's interesting very interesting Mm. very interesting it's also interesting in light of what i was saying before about tolerance and the person on the front lawn don't be a meddler in the affairs of others, infringing on their rights. I think that bears at least meditation for me. <laughs> well, the guy on the front lawn is the meddler, because because infringing if he's on the if, kids right. because if he is infri- if he is saying things and calling out in a negative way about the children to the children, he he is the wrong one. Yeah. What he should be doing is, if the children are actually infringing on his rights, he needs to go to the parents. Matthew eighteen. Talk to the parent and say, look, th- this is the situation here. And, and try and come to a godly resolution. Yeah. Don't, said, don't throw accusations at a child because you are using the accusation. Accusation, yeah. the devil is the accuser. You're throwing wounds in there and he's probably swearing at the kids or calling out from there. And then that's creating wounds in the kids. And isn't that, but isn't that just so, like that's just such a point there of how scripture can be, cause a person to turn much more inward. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that there says don't meddle in the affairs of others. If you don't put it into its context and you don't actually think about what it's saying there, you don't think about the larger story, you think about yourself going and meddling in another person's, you know, sin, you might say, oh, I'm not to do that. The Bible says that. Well, you know how it can get... Well, the religious spirit will encourage you not to do that. Of course. That's how you, you always say Satan knows Scripture better than what Absolutely. we know it. Like, Absolutely, because because the Bible says if you if 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 you are in sin, and I'm your brother, and God tells me go and speak to to Ben and and, and you know go and fetch him, and I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's not going to be good. The religious spirit will now be saying, "Don't meddle. It's not your right." Mm. It's, you know, you have no right. You have no... And it start flowing politically correct of course. garbage at you. Yeah, of course. But what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? The Holy Spirit, based on the Word of God, says, go and fetch your brother. You are your brother's keeper. Now, obviously, if he goes deliberately as a prodigal son and sits in a pig farm eating pig food, and, you know, there are those distinctions that you need to be aware of. Yes. But if he's lost in the thickets, be like Jesus and go and fetch him. Mm. Go and fight for him. Go and fight those thickets. Cut them down. Around him. Yeah. Pick him up. Drag him. Put him over your shoulder and carry him back to the fold. I think a lot Big of difference. I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians get stuck on the idea of the now rather than the bigger story. I find that. Like you'll think about now, I might get embarrassed, or you know, this person, my relationship with this person might get destroyed because of what I have to say to them. But that's not the bigger picture. The bigger picture is eternal salvation. It's not just this small potatoes kind of little circumstantial thing. It is, it's literally life or eternal death for this person who you might you have to speak to. And I think 
that gets lost sometimes. We get our stories get shrunk down for us. Oh, they do. They really do. It's sad. Um, uh, for example, if you want to if you want to learn about uh, enemy weapons, often you can go and you go look to the opposite. So what I mean by that is go and look at what God hates. For example, in Proverbs chapter six. 16 to 19. These are six things the Lord hates. Seven are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, which is pride. So so you got to think, okay, what does a person operating pride do? What is the weapons platform of a proud person? Mm. Every one of those weapons platform we're dealing with right at the moment. You know? Yep. Uh, A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, so a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, a man who stirs up dissension amongst brothers. Now, in that, you've got three from the tongue, I think, and four from deeds. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. You want to know what, a, what, what an enemy weapon is? It's a lying tongue. What is that? It's words. Mm-hmm. A liar. Mm-hmm. Um, look at, look at if, if someone is proud and you are associated with someone with pride, how do you feel when you walk away from that person? Small. Yeah, and how does that person make you feel small? Words, words and, deeds. and deeds. Boasting. You know, uh, condescension uh, hands that hands that shed innocent blood now it's not just murder here oh, no. Jesus Jesus says Jesus takes it a, a step further in terms of even if you think about murder you're a murderer yep you have hate in your heart towards a person yeah. yeah and and a person with a bitter root a person that operates on the weapons platform of Cain anger operating from anger mm. abusive you know, an abusive person uses words and deeds. He's a bully. He uses words and deeds. Yep. Hammer you. Yep. Um, heart that devises wicked schemes. Someone that's always... Now, now this can... Be, you, you, you can you can, dis, you can think about that. Meditate on that. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Um, now, a good way to identify a weapon here is, is to try and find a weapon where... Someone is going to develop something that's going to hurt someone else. Mm. Selfishness. Mm. A selfish heart. Look for someone that's got a selfish heart. A selfish person. Selfish motive. Yeah. This is mine. This is mine sort of thing. Yeah. And, 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 and so I will devise something that's going to do you out and make me benefit from it. It's a wicked scheme. Uh, feet that are quick to rush into evil. And you get those people that always seem to be finding something to do that is wrong yeah. oh jeez Psalm yeah. 1 Psalm 1 so you stand with these people you walk past these people stand with these people these are the nets people put out nets people put out plans to hatch plans to, to harm people you know getting into little groups to do someone down and, and hurt someone uh, false witness pours out lies and someone that causes dissension a busybody which we spoke about here a meddler Yep. Mischief maker. Yeah. In, in in one Peter. So effectively, what I'm trying to teach here 
in 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 this um, these series of podcasts is is for you to be able to learn principles, get to understand principles, get to know these principles so that you can begin to apply them in in your circumstance. Definitely. Now, this is the last thing I want to actually share, and this is something that needs to be thought about all the way through the rest of the the podcast, especially when we start dealing with the weapons of our warfare. I want you to think of yourself now and think of yourself as an individual. Then think of yourself in your primary relationship circle, which is your your immediate family. Mm -hmm. Then think of yourself in your sort of environmental relationship, which is your jobs or careers. Then think of yourself within terms of your church family. And the different areas of attack that the devil tries to use against you, the different levels of attack that he uses against you. So, that, so for me, when I look at this, and I'm I, I, and I'm still, this is something I've got to start working on to to flesh out more. It came to me last night or the night before as I was preparing for this. <laughs> is straight off the press. Yeah, yes, and it's it's not new. It's not new. It's it's been in there for years. Oh, Someone yeah. has probably locked it into my head years ago, and it's just bubbled up yeah, to yeah, the top. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when, when the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you, before the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you, or before you even begin to give an inclination that you are listening to the Holy Spirit, the devil's attack for you is more ease, comfort, giving you whatever you want, yep. making you sleepy, keep, your, keep yourself sleepy, you know, um, and so he'll suit his attack to you as an individual and just try and keep you asleep. That's very interesting. Um, the next level, and then I, I started thinking of what John Eldridge was teaching about in the Band of Brothers DVD series when they were talking about enemy attacks. Is, is, is he'll, he'll be, first of all, it'll be like deception. He, he used three levels. And I can't, I'm, I've been trying to think of them <laughs> since I started rubbing this up. And one of them was intimidation. So when you start to listen to the Lord and you start to awaken your heart, then he'll start to intimidate you. He'll really start to stand over you and he'll start to not only bring words against you, but circumstances. He'll threaten you with circumstances and bring situations into place to say, you know, where you start to realize, oh, this is, this is, actually, this is actually going to cost me something. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I can relate to that because yeah. I've, I've been reading the... I was telling you the screw tape letters. Yes. I've been going back through that. I haven't read that since... I've been Christian for four or five years now. I haven't read it since the first month I was became Christian read that book. Yeah. Going back through it now was so interesting. So interesting. Because he's like... Because I don't know how many people know what they're about, but it's pretty much this guy called Wormtongue. And he's writing to his nephew. And his nephews are... De- they're both demons and they're trying to ensnare this one person who's just become Christian. So good. But they say like on the couch that's where we primarily want that's where we want them ideally on the couch not thinking about anything lazy all that sort of thing but then they always have all these backup plans when a person steps up start getting them to deal in spiritual pride all that sort yeah. of stuff yeah really good so you so this is what we're going to be going into as we deal with our weapons etc is, is to look at the different levels of 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 how he comes in and how he presses in these attacks against us so, so one of the things that I like to use is, is, is the devil lays landmines, snares, landmines. He doesn't activate them. 
So they're remote control landmines. But the problem is, when you start becoming active, he'll detonate the landmine. And so, so you start to listen to the voice of the Lord as a man. You start to step up as a man of the house and you start to now realign the house to, to the things of God. And it seems like all hell breaks loose and then you yep. think, oh, I don't want this. I'll just go, I'll go back to sleep. Yep, yep. And so he's detonating his landmines. He's activating his wounds. He's rattling your chains. He's intimidating you. He's coming in and, you know, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is where we need to step up and step in as warriors. I've noticed, and sorry, just going back to before, I've noticed before and on that note of stand up as warriors, as soon as I've started to, I mean, even this last week, I've been caught into a kind of a very possessive type of thing. Oh, this is my time. This is my time. And this was in screw tape levels as well. I wake up, I've got 24 hours worth of time, and doing these podcasts, uploading them takes an hour each time, and that's an hour of my time that I'm wasting, and not wasting, but no, I want it back. I want to relax. I want to mm. have time to myself. And then it's like, it's not my time. It's, it's God's time. It's not my... Do you know what I mean? It's just... It, well, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a key understanding of, of... One of the key understandings of spiritual warfare is 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 if you want to save your life, you must lose it. Yes. You 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 go and read Revelation, and you want to become an overcomer. Look at the attitudes of an overcomer, and you see what the, you know. And 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 the more you hold on to stuff, yeah. That's when you're going to have the conflict and the turmoil. But when you when you are prepared to say, "Well, Lord, my life is yours," there you go. You will find that. If the enemy comes in to try and take your stuff, God will replenish you. Look at Job. Yeah, yeah, look at Job. You know, I wouldn't want to go through what he went through. No. Not in a slut. I wouldn't want to pay that price. You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you would be crazy. <laughs> but, 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 you know, he, 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 he understood, I'm here to worship God. A lifestyle of worship. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that, God gives me so much time. What well, it's God's time. God gives me so much money. It's God's money. Yeah. If God gives me this. Is this, this? I mean, I can't believe my life so far in terms of what I've what I've accomplished or what I think I've accomplished, where I've been, where I've lived, the life that I've lived, and. You know, just the blessing. It's, it's a life of absolute blessing. You know, but if you had to say to me when I began my life, this is where you would be at this age, this is what you would have done at that age and that age, I would have thought you were crazy. Yeah. You know, but while I'm going through it, I'm thinking, oh God, I want more, I want more, I want more. And I now look back and I think, geez, you know, you've, you've <laughs> lived in England, you've lived in Australia, you lived in South Africa, yeah. you're ministering, you know, you you mentoring people, raising them up, releasing them in ministry. It's fantastic. They're doing this podcast. They're doing this podcast. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we really need it. It's over 40 minutes now, David. Because remember, we started the timer late. Oh, yeah. So it's like 45 minutes. So we're really over time. Anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening to us. And we'll see you next week. I won't. I'll be on the Wit Sundays. Oh, yeah, of course. But have a great time. (laughs) I'm praying that God will bless me on the the island. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening.